It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at StDDNFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And this is the 10 minute takedown, the Thursday 10 minute takedown uh, with yours truly. So I'm on my own today. So I'm not going to bother doing a video because, um, look, we all have an ego in this game, but I don't think I'm going to sit here uh, staring down the screen at you um, and making you look at me. So, Packers Detroit, week five matchup. Um, we go into Detroit this week and look, you better believe that this crowd noise is going to be ridiculous trying to make an already disjointed offense in the Packers, um, especially more, uh, especially more disjointed um, because it's going to be crammed with rookies, potentially a wide receiver. Um, Packers currently have a record of 8-4 under big Mickey McCarthy at Detroit, including two uh, of the last three, which they've won. Um, and then half of the Packers' 18 total wins against Detroit under Big Mickey has been decided by 10 points or more. Those stats courtesy of Packers.com. So, you know, if we had a full offense and you think we're rolling into Detroit, um, you know, with, with a loaded offense, especially with the way the defense are playing, you'd expect a big win here, especially because, as we can see, the Lions are struggling. They currently sit one win, three losses um, after losing games to the Jets, Niners and Cowboys. And all of the three teams that they've lost to have been pretty poor this season themselves. They coughed up 48 points to the Jets, 30 points to the Niners, and 26 points to the Cowboys, um, with their single win coming against the Patriots, who we've seen struggle offensively um, this season, and people, maybe from that Lions loss going to Dynasty is over, that's how bad it is. Their opponents, so let's have a look at them, the Jets have lost every game since. Uh, they won that Week 1 matchup. The Niners have also only got their sole win against Detroit, and the Cowboys, who sit at 2-2, two and two, look pretty inept. Um, you know, they're 30th in points per game, 30th in passing yards, 27th in yards per game. Um, and the only reason that the Cowboys effectively won that game was that, the, you know, the, the Lions got gouged by Ezekiel Elliott, who has been quiet up to that point this season. They couldn't really get him going. Dak Prescott can't get him going. And the Packers certainly have three running backs that could contribute a massive chunk of yardage um, in the game. Now, things to watch out for, I guess, the Packers' defense against the Lions' offense. So, a player to look out for is Marvin Jones. Uh, Jones always seems to have a field day against the Packers, and he comes into this game only as the third-best Lions receiver despite matching wide receiver uh, Kenny Galladay in receiving snaps uh, for the Lions. So, we currently rank 70th amongst wide receivers, that courtesy of Pro Football Focus, and it, it's pretty poor... If you look at the likes of Golden Tate, who's 22nd, and Galladay, who sits at 18th. Um, so Stafford does have dangerous targets, that's for sure. Now, why do I bring up Marvin Jones? And that's because uh, he's gouged us in the past. So if you look at him, he's got 469 yards in only four games against the Packers defense, which is averaged out at 117.3 yards per game, which is almost double the yardage that he's got against any other opponent. Now, he's booking that trend again this year because he's coming in with about 50-something yards per game. So he's one to watch out for, specifically that you're going to match up your best cornerbacks against the likes of Golden Tate and Galladay. And maybe that's why Jones gets away with what he does. But he seems to have a bit of a record against the Packers defense. Um, those stats, courtesy of our friends at the Detroit Free Press, um, a publication who came out today and said that one of the matchups to look for was Slay versus Adams. Oops. Um, so, uh, recent form showings from Stafford. Uh, you know, he's he's linked up with Tate in the last game against the Cowboys. That partnership is, is alive and kicking. 
But what you have to look at with the likes of Golden Tate is that a large chunk of his yards have actually come after the catch. So a key to this game would be that the Packers um, tackle well and wrap up and don't let people get too much yakety yak. Um, a real key to this game is on Johnson. I've seen an awful lot of talk about LeGarrette Blunt in this game, but he's on the uh, injury report for the Lions and he hasn't been that effective this season, although we've seen what he can do. Um, in his previous positions uh, and his previous employment with the Patriots. But on Johnson, uh, pretty poor showing against the Jets, only getting going, and he's averaged 5.4, 6.3, and 6.1 yards per carry in the last three games, which is pretty devastating. But this is a different defense. This is a defense under Mike Petton, and we've seen a noted improvement in play. Um, under Mike Petton's stewardship, we've seen players crack into the top 10 in their respective positions. Some of them you know, names that we know and love. Blake Martinez, no surprise there. He's currently the third best linebacker in the league. Kenny Clark, the seventh best interior defender. Haha, <laughs> Clinton Dix, which is one that surprised me, currently sits third amongst all safeties um, in the league. Those interceptions that he's getting in all of these games, two of them being gift wrap, one of them being an absolute boomer of a tackle. Probably has a lot to do with that ranking. Um, and of course, a notable mention then is Jair Alexander, who gets uh, gets an honourable mention because he sits 16th uh, amongst cornerbacks, which is quite an achievement for the young man. I guess we have a concern for Jerry Alexander because he's carrying an injury. And also, offensively, if you look at the injury report, it's fairly grim. Devontae Adams had limited participation today uh, with a calf injury. Uh, Geronimo Allison is out uh, with the concussion. Randall Cobb didn't participate with that hamstring. And then Jimmy Graham with the knee didn't participate either um so then if you look at the o-line brian balaga has a carrying a back injury he's also limited and justin mccray is carrying that shoulder injury and he's also limited in practice um and the main thing really is and we've been talking about and i said it at the top of the podcast is that this um offense is looking disjointed and that's i put that down on some of the previous podcasts that aaron Rodgers isn't practicing he's not building up that rapport certainly with you know potentially big receivers and the likes of uh, Jimmy Graham albeit he's a tight end but he's a receiving target uh, just to bat away those Twitter trolls um, so you know Cobb's not going to be there likely uh, Adams likely won't be on the field and if you know I don't know whether the Packers want to risk him um, so I guess that you know the offense is disjointed because of the lack of chemistry with these guys not practicing especially Aaron Rodgers we see him sitting out most practices now coming in of a you know Friday or whatever and i don't think that's good enough and if you look at the likes of not it's not good enough from aaron but i mean you know for a chemistry uh wise what are we going to do and if you look at all the rookie the rookie i've done it again the rookie wide receivers dear jesus um if you look at them so they, these guys are in practice we've seen them um get criticized when aaron was on the field you know in the preseason and we've seen those mistakes by mvs uh last week so he's criticizing them when he's playing with them, putting the ball on the money. So now they're facing preparing for this game upcoming against the Lions, getting thrown to by Kaiser. So that's not going to help a whole lot. I guess the key to this game is going to be Ty Montgomery, who's experienced. He's a dual threat with the run and the pass. Um, and then we're going to have to depend on Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones to rack up that quality yardage, uh, make the, the you know the Lions defense commit to the run because they're going to you know expect to be able to cover uh, the rookie wide receivers quite handily, um, and then try slap them around with those guys with some big playability. But look, we've seen potential from the from the rookies, but they really have to show up in this game. Now they're going to have to contend with Darius Slay, who is miles above any of the uh, Detroit defenders. Um, in ranking he ranks 12th in the league at cornerback behind him are Lawson and Agnew uh, both break in the top 50 but not world beaters by any uh, stretch of the imagination 
uh, has been pretty poor for the Lions and they're also pretty weak at linebacker. Their only strength really is Slay at cornerback and also on the D-line they have Deshaun Hand who's currently actually dealing with an ankle injury and Sean Robinson also. But despite this... Now to bring us to the two-minute warning. On NFL.com they rank these guys at eighth in defense. But if you go to a more accurate indicator which is uh, Football Outsiders... Um, they have them ranked with the DVOA at 27. These are not a good defense by any stretch. So I guess the key to this game is, is that defense wins championships. We all know that. If our defense can show up in this game and limit Tate um, and his wide receiver threats, because we can't be fooled by this. You know, this is an old rivalry. Uh, and when you play, you know, a division rival, it's always a bit of a game changer, even if they come into this game in poor form. We only have to look back at the likes of Brett Favre's uh, you know, ceremony that our good friend Richie Biddle went over, you know, spent a ton of money to go over and see uh, Breck get his jersey retired and we got slapped around by the Bears and they were really a poor team coming into that game and no one had expected them to dump all over Favre's uh, ceremony like that, but they did. But that's just what happens in these division games. Um, and also, you know, can we get something going offensively? You know, if we had all of our players out there, can, can we get Aaron Rodgers going? We've seen some poor throws. He's definitely still hurting with that leg injury. Uh, but now we're going to have to contend with the fact that we have rookie wide receivers. And there's an awful lot flying around online about, you know, prior games where we went into where Jeff Janis and Jeronimo Allison were catching touchdowns and all the rest. I expect that to happen in this game. And I guess what will take away Aaron Rodgers' inhibitions to a degree with that whole trust issue is going to be the fact that he's not going to have that number one target to go to potentially. So he's going to have to throw it who's ever is open. So he's going to have to just trust that these wide receivers are going to come down with the ball. Um, so I guess that's it. That that wraps it up for the 10-minute takedown. Um, an awful lot of the stats in this podcast uh, came to us courtesy of Pro Football Focus, who we can now announce that we've hooked up with and hopefully we're going to be getting some of our guys in the podcast going forward. Um, you know, it's really a deep dive into the stats and I know some people get sort of bored with that kind of stuff, but I think it's a great indicator because to me and to my ignorant eyes, um, how Clinton Dix looked like he was you know pretty poor this season and he's made some plays that were kind of masking over the poorness but if you look at maybe the the safety standard throughout the league and also how he's doing in other facets of the game you know pro football focus will have him at third which was a real eye-opener for me if you want a similar eye-opener uh, we're doing a deal at the moment you can hit our website ukpackers.co.uk click on the pff icon um, when you follow that link just type in edge five and that'll give you a fiver off your edge package it's really handy for your fantasy football stuff or if you're just sort of like a casual analyst if you're a blogger and you like writing blogs and all the rest and you really want some deep insight well then by all means um, you know hit the link on ukpackers.co.uk and throw in that edge five to get yourself a nice tidy bit of money off we can't say uh, enough good things about their stats but that's all from me at NFL on twitter follow the group at uk packers make sure you follow us on instagram and facebook there's a private group on facebook get your ass in there and have some good conversation uh, and let's see how this game pans out so until the recap podcast next week it's goodbye for now <laughs>